Osiris. This podcast is in the loop. The Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris connects people like you with podcasts, videos, and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Check out OsirisPod.com and sign up for the newsletter to stay in the loop about new podcasts and events. And don't forget to check out the new Leftover Salmon record, Something Higher. Welcome in to episode 73 of The Bluest Tape. I'm Harvey Couch, alongside... Jeff Kolak. Thanks for joining us as we take our weekly journey through the live catalog of Widespread Panic. Jeff, how are things this week? Oh, they're just fine. How about you? Uh, Yeah. No, I mean, you know, trying to get adjusted to uh, the feeling of being a national powerhouse in college football is uh <laughs> taking some adjustment for us here in central kentucky as of course of of recording this number 13 in the country a road game at uh a&m coming up this weekend right yep yep so this when this comes out it'll be after that so i'm going to continue my previous uh theme of saying i'm sure that we'll lose uh this weekend and uh we'll see how things go but um it is if anybody out there is a college football fan that hasn't watched Kentucky play, I'm certainly not going to sit here and argue that they are, you know, one of the top. Well, I mean, I would say that they're right after the, you know, I would say they're probably the fourth best team in the sec this year, but um, it is, it is not a fluke. I mean, they've had some good teams in the past and that you kind of feel like they're uh, that they were sort of, um, it was like paper mache, like they were just kind of like putting it together and like, don't touch it because it might just work out. Whereas like, I feel like this team is actually legit. You know, I mean, they have a really good defense and some depth and they have some playmakers. And um, so it, I, I feel different about this team than I have any other Kentucky football team that I've followed in the last 25 years. Well, they've got a great, great running back and a, uh, definitely an improvement at, at the quarterback position and a pretty dynamic offense and defense is obviously solid and you know hopefully they can get to that Georgia game with a zero in the loss column and give give the That'd dog be pretty fun what for is the game at Georgia or is it in um Lexington? no it's here that could be game day it could. It's it's also the same day though as the Alabama LSU game, so um, oh. that that'll be a big day. But you know, I mean, they might want to come here just because you know y'all might be the. It's different. Y'all might be the two thirty or the the three thirty at game, I guess, and then the the LSU Alabama game will probably be at night. I would imagine. Yeah, I think that that weekend is usually they do a CBS doubleheader. I think. So it'll be most likely, yeah, will be the three thirty, and they'll be the primetime game. So cool. we'll say it'll be fun. So yeah. um, Memphis's basketball or football team has 
crashed back to earth after a poor performance at Tulane last weekend, but it is Memphis Madness tomorrow night. Sold out 18,000 at FedEx Penny's debut. Um, Lots of rumors. Are you going to be there? Oh, yeah. Got our seat. Five bucks to get in, man. He can't not go. But it uh, it's exciting, you know. Everybody's excited to see what Penny's going to be able to do, and uh, we'll see how it goes. He's got a free, he's got some players, but he's got to prove he can coach. <laughs> so we'll there's there is that. <laughs> Which sounds so funny to say, but it's the legit legitimate truth. Um, um, okay, so what uh, before we get into this this week's theme, what is uh, what do you have a beverage of choice? I think Tonight. I'm the same bourbon I drank last week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just ask you, are, are you drinking anything different tonight? No, so. I, I, I haven't been to the package store lately. So uh, how about you? What do you got? Um, I am I'm still working off some of the stuff that I got down in Nashville uh, for the panic show. So this is a bearded iris, Tunny V with blood orange IPA. So I think I've had this It's pretty tasty. So... Um. All right, so you ready to get get down to business? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so um, so this is going to be the first part of a two part series, and um, actually, we well, have. Well, be, isn't it the first part of what it's technically like a six part series? I guess yeah. I guess it'll be a six part anthology, but this specific theme is going to be a two parter, and um. We, uh, I'm trying to think of when did we do, it wasn't that long ago that we did the random openers. Yeah. Um, we we need a producer. Can we get like a producer that can just pop in and say, oh, that was, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. We need an intern. Can you work on that for us? Episode 61, random openers back in June. was back in June. So, um, uh, yeah, so that was, that was an episode where we looked at sort of unconventional openers. We saw a, uh, we had a, a Papa's home opener, a blight opener that was sublime from St. Louis in 99. And then the, the historic October, uh, you know, first night of New Orleans, 2000 Halloween, sweet leaf, one arm Steve makes sense to me. So, um, so with that in mind, I thought maybe we should look at more traditional openers. And um, so instead of, I mean, because that is such a large sort of uh, starting point, you know, I, I felt like we needed to kind of dial in a little bit and, and also to kind of make it fun. The idea was that we would do uh, like a countdown so we would do uh, our top 10 favorite traditional openers. Um, and so being the uh, statistical nerd that I am, I mean, this brought me right back to like childhood baseball statistics, baseball cards and Stratomatic. Um, uh, with the help of the everyday companion, I looked at sort of the more the most uh, common openers, first set openers, and so I narrowed it down to. I guess we had a field of about what twenty five, maybe to choose from. They are songs that were played at least fifteen times 
as an opener and at least 5% of their all-time plays were as an opener. So if if the song had been played 100 times all-time, at least five of those were as an opener. And those are completely arbitrary numbers, but they sort of dialed in at least how I would um, perceive, tradi- you know, how, what I would think of as sort of traditional openers. The 5% uh, floor kept out um, songs that were just have been played a ton. Songs like, you know, Driving Song, Stop Go, um, Port Song. Uh, that, you know, had a good number of openers, but just because they've been played so much, I don't know that they necessarily qualified as a traditional opener. Um, and then just the number of openers minimum kept some of those more rare, you know, songs that might be common openers, but have only been played, you know, 15 times total. So you seemed on board with those. Um, so what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, parameters um and so i sent you a list of what was a basically an eligible track and um so i guess we could have gone about it a couple different ways one would have been you know we each rank our own top 10 and then kind of score that and do a cumulative um but being the uh the sports nerds that we are who doesn't love a good draft right so what we did was uh, we drafted our favorite openers and um, snake style. And uh, so I had the first pick, Jeff had the second and third, I had the fourth and fifth, yada, yada, until we got 10. And so um, to make it a little more exciting, we're going to do a reverse countdown. So we'll start with 10 and work our way to number one for our favorite traditional openers and uh, just pick some um some quality selections for, you know, where they have appeared as, as openers. So anything, any other uh, color you want to add to the, to the theme? No, I think that was very good and thorough. I only, uh, we have some quibbles about uh, formatting, not for this episode, but I feel like for, or this two part series. For the closers, I feel like we we might have to work some things out because there's some things I think I want to play, but you have some rules <laughs> that you want to impose upon me. Um, yeah, whatever, you know, we'll work through it. Uh, I will we'll, say we'll go into we'll we'll go into the ante room and do some negotiations. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> in the into the cloakroom, the Senate cloakroom. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but no, it's been a fun fun exercise, and I think. Um, you chose how we approached openers, I think, was we approached it differently. Um, you had the first pick, and I knew what you were going to take with the first pick, so I didn't even have that on my list. Um, I literally chose, and I think I chose songs that I would have liked to have heard as an opener, and one that I think is a good opener but isn't necessarily the most dynamic song but is a good opener for what it might lead to and then um yeah it just sort of, and then both of us i think chose well, for this one maybe we we definitely allowed our personal taste to 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 dictate what we chose how about that i know i just kind of rambled but yeah uh, 
but it was sort of one of those things where I don't really like that song. Why am I going to pick it? Kind of thing, as opposed to something that would really be there. I know um, there are. I've, I've discovered through this process there are songs that you find boring and do not like, which mm-hmm. has been interesting. We're still we're still discovering things about each other. Seventy three episodes into this podcast, it's quite <laughs> it's quite remarkable. But uh, I think that we've got a couple good episodes for everybody. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I and, definitely enjoy well, we it. We also chose, uh, we're not just going to play the one song, we're going to play segments. So if there's, you know, two, three, four songs that run into each other or segue into each other, we'll play those. Um, we're not just going to play the one song because if we just played A of D, it wouldn't be that exciting. It would be three minutes and 20 some seconds and then it would be it. So um, we do have some longer selections, but we have some short ones too. Yeah. So, um, well, uh, why don't we uh, why don't we start things off with just your with your because you you had the the last pick, Mister Mister Irrelevant here. I had Mister Irrelevant. Yep. And um, so we'll do that, and then we'll come back, and then we'll do my next two, and then we'll do near, your next two to wrap yep. up. So, yep. do you so do you, five, uh, five per episode? Right. Okay. So Mr. Irrele- Mr. Irrelevant in this draft is a cover song, but one that's been part of the rotation for a long time, um, since all the way back, New Year's of 87, um, and is a regular rotation song, and it's been in the opening slot quite a bit, and it is a great tone setter for a show. It's actually, it's another one of those songs that's great really kind of anywhere, opener, mid-set, uh, it's been in the encore, um, and that's Papa Legba. And I had two that were sort of on the table, to choose from um I, I chose the obvious one but i will say that it almost got displaced um by 62099 from tulsa i recommend everybody listen to the opening segment from that show papa or legba heroes bfd please way to the world um hmm. actually all songs that have been openers quite frequently yeah um, that was one thing that i that i noticed uh through this exercise was that they would often, you know, you would get a run of sort of opener type songs song, back to back yeah. to back. Uh, and which I always liked, you know, or, or it would be like a, like a one, two, which would almost be like a opener closer type. And then they would do like another opener, you know, right after it to kind of like the sort of first hit. And then they'll kind of ease back into the set. There's not a ton of, quote unquote jamming in that except for the legba and the hero segue but the legba is super good and really intense and is, i mean the rest of the show is really good too the second set's great we might see something from the second set show up in another episode um but well, what, what's I, also just before we leave that the i just when you noted that six twenty ninety nine papa legba uh the very next show which was six twenty two in st louis was the blight opener that we played in the random openers which is unbelievably hot so they were obviously feeling their feeling their oats in the uh in the opener slot in that uh, in the, early the, summer 99 the night before was the slow porch opener in mud island which is you know not half bad so that was the thing based on your formula you porch got cut out of um the it did i felt like, yeah that, i mean that was kind of borderline you know i would say that uh, that might have been an exception, um, but I mean, it no, was only, it was only twenty five openers all time for Port Song, and it has been played over eleven hundred times. So, 
Um, Only 25 openers? Yeah. Shocking. I know. Yeah. I should read the spreadsheet. Um, anyway, so I went with the obvious pick, one that I think via text message you said, basically, I should just play it, and you're re- it's pretty good so that we both attended. Um, that's Halloween 99, um, the opening from the third night Halloween show at UNL Lakefront Arena. And the one of those, again, sort of what is going on, what is happening moments at a widespread panic show. Mm. Uh, Todd doesn't sing, but Todd speaks. Let's get it started. Divine order, take charge of my life today and every day. All things work together for good today. This is a new and wonderful day for me. There will never be another one like this one. I am divinely guided all day long, and whatever I do, I will prosper. Divine love enfold me, surround me, and wrap me, and I will go forth in peace. I am going to be a wonderful success in all my undertakings today, and you are going to be happy from now on. Yambi, yambi, simba, vunapa.
All right, with the 10th pick in the opener, Widespread Panic opener snake draft, Papa Legba uh, comes off the board. October 31st, 1999, UNL Lakefront Arena, New Orleans, Louisiana, Papa Legba, Space Wrangler, and Blue Indian, uh, preceded by the True Stories rap uh, from the Talking Heads, uh, as done by Todd Nance. Uh, a great moment. I probably, I think we've talked about Halloween 99 a little bit. It's out of the three of the 90, I did not go to 97. You did, you went to all four. Um, the, the Hauser or I mean, neither of us went to, do you go to 2001? I didn't go to 2000. I did, I did not. No. Okay. So 97 to 2000. Um, I thought 98 and 2000 are great. 99, I wasn't as, as impressed with, but it's growing on, it has grown on me over time. And mm-hmm. listening to this was a good reminder of how good of a show this was. So uh, it was good. And the True Stories rap is something unique and fun and interesting for, for a Halloween show and, and a good fit. Yeah. I, um, I thought this is, this is a good, uh, this little run, this three song little segment is a good, uh, you know, good pace setter for the night you, with the, I mean, the leg, the leg was such a great opener. And then you follow it up with a, a big Wrangler. And then, uh, I feel like that's a pretty good slot for blue Indian, you know, uh, not my favorite song, but, but that's a, that's a place that I can stomach it. It's a good, you, gotta you cool know, it down. you can't, you right. got to bring it up and you got to cool it down because if you keep going, you're going to wear all those tweakers out down on the floor. So, <laughs> so, so um, as, as for the statistics, um, Papa Legba is the 10th most common opener of all time for widespread panic. Uh, 51 all time openers out of uh, 365 total plays for a 14% um, rate opener rate, which is pretty high, but um you know, still puts it in that same area, the eight, nine, ten area. Um, so, I got, I got uh, tremendous value with this pick at number ten. This is, yeah, I had this like on my board. It was my, uh, I had it at number nine. So, and it could, it probably could have, but you know, like as you'll learn as we go through here, I definitely had some stuff higher than than most people would. So, um, but yeah, that was a that was a good selection, I think. So. Um, we, we should talk about our pop culture recommendations uh, for the week. Um, and I'm going to be completely self-serving with my That's pop the best kind of serving rec- recommendation for those of you in Memphis, Tennessee that are listening. And we know we have one Memphis listener for sure. Um, and, and that's surprisingly, it's nobody lives in this house, uh, because my wife doesn't listen to us. Um, but, uh, if you're in Memphis, Tennessee, live in Memphis, Tennessee, or in Memphis, Tennessee between now and December 2nd, I highly recommend going to Crosstown Arts, which is in the Crosstown Concourse Building, uh, which is in Midtown, uh, just south of North Parkway, on the corner of Cleveland um, and North Parkway, basically. It's an old Sears distribution center that they've turned into this incredible mixed-use space for retail. Uh, awesome restaurants there. They have a brewery there. They're opening up a theater in January. Uh, lots of places, cool spots for people to live. Synagogue has a space there. There's a maker space. But the best part of it is a free art gallery um, hosted by Crosstown Arts, which does amazing programming, um, concerts and movie 
interviews and lectures, and then they had this gallery space. And featured in the gallery space is an exhibit by the Stax Museum of American Soul Music. Uh, I'll give a damn music and activism at Stax Records, uh, basically talking about the shift at Stax Records after the assassination of Dr. King, where not the music becomes a little bit more um, explicit in, 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 in its politics and its cultural impact and focusing more on, on, a, on a black audience, but it's more about what the artists and the company itself are doing to uh, support the community and support the people that are buying their records. Um, so lots of post concert posters and photographs, and obviously it's a museum exhibit. So there's some text, uh, we show clips from the Watt movie. We've got a jukebox fitted with the digital player to play some cool songs. We have student artwork. And then the feature is, uh, we have Johnny, one of Johnny Taylor's like sequined suits, but the highlight is Isaac Hayes's uh, office desk, which is 14 feet across. Um, tufted red velvet base with a white formica top in a arc shape and then a faux, faux leather chair that's about five feet tall on the back so nice. the guy that has written uh, or put out the best record that Stacks ever put out Hot Buttered Soul when you won an Oscar for a theme from Shaft you drive a 1972 Cadillac with 24 karat gold plating on it uh, you get a pretty badass office uh uh, set up too and um so highly recommend checking out totally free open from 10 to 8 tuesday through saturday 12 to 6 on sunday nice well mine's not nearly as cool but um i actually haven't haven't finished this but i started listening to it it came out i guess it came out today or yesterday as we record this but um it is the newest uh, release from michael lewis the writer, and I guess he is partnered with Audible. Uh, so I guess a free plug for Audible, but if they want to advertise, feel free to give us a call or an email or a text. But um, you know who Michael Lewis is? He's a sort of prolific nonfiction writer, wrote The Blind Side and uh, Big Short. And um, his newest work is called The Fifth Risk. Um, and it is essentially about the fact that the uh, the Trump um, White House was just ill prepared or unwilling to fill uh, traditional um, federal you know uh, positions of like work you know like workers like worker bees um, and uh, so part sort of listen yeah they're talking about the transition right now but. Um, it's really sort of inside baseball about, you know, what kind of went wrong there and, and how it's manifesting itself over the last couple of years. So, um, I think it's only available on audible. So, you know, check that out if you can, if you're a subscri- subscriber, Michael Lewis, the fifth risk. So, huh. um, that does sound interesting. and also, uh, I don't know if you saw that, uh, that, uh, widespread released the new, uh, port songs. We did. It's a surprise. Um, surprise, a show from Fall 96 that I maybe would not have selected. Yeah, no, same. And so it's uh, it's Mobile, Alabama, 10-5-96, which I guess is the second show yep. of the of the Fall 96 tour. Um, the little description is the, the 38th installment of the Port Songs series spotlights an elusive soundboard recording of the 96 Bayfest performance in Mobile, Alabama, 
There's no better way to put it other than the band was just on this particular evening. You can feel the excitement on stage as the band plays its first Bayfest. So I'm actually kind of excited because like, I, I honestly don't know that I've, I mean, I'm sure I've listened to this show, but I've never get paid it much mind. Um, the set list is not particularly, you know, uh, inspiring, but uh, that, you know, that doesn't always mean anything. So, um, especially with, in fall 96. I go with, uh, I'd go with ten seven ninety six from Gainesville with the uh, stop, go machine bar stools, Papa's in the first set. Um, Wasn't Gainesville uh, 11, 11, seven? Gainesville, Georgia. Okay. I was thinking Gainesville, Florida. Um, and then last dance disco to open the second set airplane, Greta proving drums, contentment, proving pilgrims, Conrad, and then postcard can't find my way home on car. You read that, right? That wasn't off memory. I read that. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> no, there was Harvey. There was a time when I probably. Could have <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I've certainly I've heard that before. Yeah. Most of fall 96 from, from memory wrote, but not that one, but it's cool. And also they announced literally, literally we recorded the last, what are they going to do for new year's <laughs> the next day? We announced new year's. So, We'll be back at the Fox, their old stomping grounds in Atlanta. So that's cool. Yep. Um, so. I was I actually got online and was, you know, trying to get tickets. And my wife said, we're, you know, what are you doing? We're not going. <laughs> and uh, I was like, you're right, dear. We're not. So um, maybe next year when, uh, when the little monster is going to be four instead of three, we might be in a better place. So um, anyway, okay. So back to this, back to the show. We're uh, you've got two picks coming up. I have two picks, and so uh, this is going to be number nine and number eight. Um, at number nine, uh, and I sort of struggled with this even after the fact. I feel like it's not really a real, real opener, but it, it qualified by the by the you know parameters that I set. So um, what do you mean by not a real opener? Well, so like when I went to look, like a majority of its of its appearances as an opener were back in the eighties. And then the ones that came later, like it it opened, I think, either two or three sit and ski shows. I think two. Um and so there just there weren't a whole lot of instances to even choose from. And uh but there's one really good one. That I didn't pick, but um, anyway, so that that is uh, the Van Morrison track, and it stoned me, and um, so it uh, it always stuck out to me. the the one The show that I actually didn't choose is the uh, the uh, Augusta, Georgia, March thirty first, nineteen ninety six, Riverwalk Amphitheater, um, which is really good. Uh, but I've got some other 96 action in my, uh, in my picks. And so I just wanted to kind of mix it up a little bit. Uh, and so I picked a, uh, a very good uh, version from fall 95. And that is from, uh, from Jacksonville, Florida at the Riverview music shed. Um, and which includes, a, I think a pretty fantastic intro from a, nerdy radio personality which is always my favorite um and uh you know i would think that the the stone me i I don't know anything about the venue but i'm guessing it's down by the water which would make sense for the stone me opener so um so that's the first thing and then uh, after that will be my 
number eight pick, which is uh, let's get down to business. And um, maybe not the most exciting opener, but I think it's just a, a rock solid pick. So um, that example is a fall 96 show from uh, from the Barrymore. October 26, 96. So uh, first things first, we'll go ahead to uh, Jacksonville, Florida, October 14th, 1995 for Stone Me. The number nine traditional opener from Wadsworth Penn. What's up? What's up, y'all? I'm Banner from Planet Radio 93.3. Welcome to the Riverview Music Shed. Thanks for coming out to support alternative music in Jacksonville. If you guys keep coming out, they'll keep doing this shit. Right now, please welcome Capricorn recording artist from Athens, Georgia. Widespread panic! Half a mile from the counterfeit. Rain came pouring down Me and Bella were standing there At a silver half a crown Well, arms full of fishing rods Had a tackle on her back We just stood there getting wet With our backs against the fence Oh, the water Stone me just like going home, little jelly roll. And the sun came up Bodies were getting dry Almost let a pickup truck Nearly pass us by But we jumped right in And drive a green Then it jumped us up the road And we saw the swim And jumped right in Not to mention the fishing pole Just like Jelly Roll Jelly Roll time Stone me to my soul Stone me just like going home Sweet Jelly Roll
the way back home We sang a song Our thoughts were getting dry Saw a man from across the road He had a sunset in his eye Lived all alone in his own little home With a great big gallon jar There were bottles to one for me and you We said, hey, there you are Stone me just like Jelly Roll Stone me When it stone me to my soul Honey, oh, stone me just like going home Let a Jelly Roll, Jelly Roll Lose all oh, Stone me to my soul Oh, rain, come on down That sweet hometown It stole me just like going home
dirty too He showed me work when I was only two I loved you then I love you now That's Junior And I loved you since before the day you were born Love you more, 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 more Lord, I love you, child Love, love you, babe Love you, child Lost in you Lord, that you lies before
Wrangler was born I see him squirming in a saddle all wet and warm On a Wrangler school With a slingshot inside a bag of hand-me-down tools No, he doesn't want to look like a fool Passenger without
machines, remembered scenes that a wrangler's riding on to a passing dream. Man, those times replaced by peaceful dreaming, little Lord's face in between. It's all at the strangest place Where everybody moves different with familiar grace Not as hoping it has found the place Cause one code there
All right, you just heard the eighth and ninth best in our estimation. Uh, traditional openers for Watch Red Panic. At number eight, you heard Let's Get Down to Business from the Barrymore in Madison, Wisconsin. 10-26-96, Let's Get Down to Business and to Worry. And then at number nine, you heard uh, And It Stoned Me from uh, Jacksonville, Florida, October 14th, 1995. Stoned Me into Junior into Wrangler. So um, the, uh, the Stoned Me version from 95, which you know, which occasionally happens at 95 is, is a little sloppy, but, um, like I said, uh, if you want to seek out a great stone me opener, definitely check out the Augusta March 31st, 96. But like I said, I didn't want to get too heavy into 96 and the rest of this run is really good. The junior and the Wrangler are both really good. Um, I like fall 95. So, uh, I like that. And then the, um, the Madison show, I, I have to admit, I'm more familiar with the night before the October 25th show. Um, but this worry is awesome. I mean, the let's get down to business is, is good, but the worry is fantastic. And, um, you know, I think what, what you might start, you know, I mean, I don't want to give, give it all away early, but, um, my selections as traditional openers are not necessarily, um, wing spreaders, you know, I mean, they're, uh, they're pretty, they're generally pretty tight and concise and they're utility, you know, they're utility players, you know, they drive, they drive in runs, you know, they get on base. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I, I think utility players is selling them a little short. I mean, I, they're, you know, they are, uh, they're 10, they're 10 vets, you know what I mean? They're, uh, maybe not all stars, but they are, you know, they, they bat six and they, you know, knock in 80 runs a year. And, um, you need to have them. They get the things going that, you know, uh, it's just, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're scene setters. And, um, so, uh, I, I like, that's, that's the kind of, you know, that's what gets me going is a, you know, a good, uh, you know, kind of, kind of get you going a little bit. Have usually have like a really nice solo towards the end. And then, uh, you know, let's get out of the way and let's, let's, you know, let's get down to business. Um, and I definitely have to say, cause I listened to several different versions, uh, of this, um, you know, some of the, some of the highlights, another spring 96, the, the Buckhannon, West Virginia, April 20th, uh, as a really good, let's get down a business opener. Um, there is obviously the Carbondale, the 12, one, 2000 as a fantastic, let's get down a business opener. But, um, I think maybe cause that was a official release, a sort of you know, tended away from that. And, um, there was another one that's, that somebody mentioned that was really good from Salem, Virginia, um, uh, April 16th, 19 or 2000, 4, 16, 2000. Let's get down to business into weak brain, which is really good to start, uh, start the show. Um, so I don't know. I kind of get the sense that you're not such a, let's get down to business fan. Um, I wouldn't say I'm not a fan. It's just sort of a, song that gets played and i'm ready to move on to the next song perfunctory maybe is that, would that be good that's great you were an english major so that is a great yeah. great word um See, i mean i just think I, like it gets it gets everybody moving you know i mean it's got well, great lyrics it's you know there's nothing offensive about it you know what i mean it's not boring it's you fair, know but i put it in the category of she caught the katie and well another great opener another great opener but perfunctory in my opinion okay um 
I am, which I'll, I'm going to play a perfunctory opener here from one of my picks next. But uh, I just, I, I guess, I, I mean, I feel like it is a, it's a sort of, and it's also sort of a statement, right? Like, you know, all right, well, let's get down to business, you know? It, for Carbondale in 2000, it was because of the whole, like, evening Carbondale and then the, like, Mikey kind of snarling behind. It's like, oh, shit. Like, this is, gonna, this is, this is real. Um, and then, of course, that show is amazing. So, I think it depends. It can be a, it can be like a false flag though too sometimes where it's because it is sort of a perfunctory song. I mean, I think the one you played is good. The worry is great. You're correct about that. That show is great. The mercy floozy at the end of the first set is awesome. Um, love the second set. Um, the pusher man into drums is really good. And then Rob Bana, Bana Corsi from uh Freddie Jones band. Um, Drink if you had Freddie Jones band in the bluest tape drinking game mentions. I had a whole conversation today about Big Head Todd and the Monsters, um, by the way, which was wow, awesome. Um, but uh, this is a good show, and I don't think it's. You're right. The night before is better, but this is a good show, and it has a lot of uh, great stuff in it. So, um, yeah, I mean, moving on to my last two picks of, for this episode, uh, picks six and seven. I guess we'll work backwards, seven and six. Um, I too went with what I would consider a perfunctory opener, but I do, but it's a good opener. And it's one of the, I shouldn't say, it's one of the handful of instrumentals that opens. And obviously the big instrumental that, that opens panic shows that the everybody, everybody loves. And I've never, not met a person that does not love our num- the number one pick in the in the draft so to speak um but this one is one that i think is a fits in well in a bunch of different spots too um it usually is gets paired with uh some song songs with a little bit more zazz to them to follow so to speak Mm -hmm. that's a great made-up word right (laughs) um but uh i chose a of d um, for my my uh, the seventh pick, I guess the fourth pick of the draft. Um, I wouldn't say it was a reach pick. I would say it's a solid pick, but I know it's not going to be you know a multi time all star. But I think it'll probably you know get me some points off the. I'm I'm trying to reference as many different sports as I can. <laughs> well, I, I so we haven't done hockey yet, so somehow I got to figure out a way to work hockey into at least one. Yeah, of I mean, it's it is it's I don't know if it's a power play type type song but um uh, i actually had i actually had this as my seventh pick like in my cheat sheet oh, wow. so we were we were right in lockstep here uh i would have liked to have seen your uh would like to have seen your big board and seen uh, what else was on yeah I know at least one of my picks was not on your big board uh that's true yeah uh it and uh i think it's actually the, the one after this that you're gonna play number it six. is and i i went with um I get for Panic two for Panic one point I guess it's a new. It would be one of the newer songs. I want to surprise Valley, and I and I under. I guess knowing you, it makes sense that it wouldn't have been on your big board. But at the same time, it's such a great opener, um, and I think it 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 just you got to you know sometimes you got to take yourself out of it, Harvey. You just have to realize that you know it's not all about you. It's not all about you. <laughs> about the kids yeah. and you know it's you know when they when it's 
So when Surprise Valley started in 2000, or sorry, 1999, debuted at third night of Red Rocks, opener of the second set. Next time, High Sierra, opener of the second set. Next time, Whitefish in Montana, opener of the second set. Then it was the next to last song in first set on 714 in Kansas City. And then opener, the first time it was open the show in uh, outside Nashville and Antioch on uh, 721.99. Mm-hmm. So it has been a common party starter so to speak from first set and second set it makes sense in those spots i think um i have chosen one that i think is a very representative version of this song but i'll i'll i'm interested to hear your comments on it so let's get started uh afd from july 3rd 2000 in the warfield theater in san francisco the third night of a epic four night run and that is epic is not an overstatement or hyperbole it is an epic four night run and then Surprise Valley from the Cox Arena in San Diego, California, October 6th, 
Seventh and sixth picks of the opener draft, uh, July third, two thousand, from the Warfield in San Francisco. Third night of a four night run. A of D followed by walking in the diner into Little Lily. We phase it. We will fade it out before it gets into traveling light. And then the sixth pick, Surprise Valley, from October sixth, nineteen ninety nine, San Diego, California, the Cox Arena, Surprise Valley into Hatfield into traveling light. Um, I love both these selections. I think I think these uh, shows are top to bottom are pretty strong. The San Francisco show after AFD, the walk-in has a super long walk-in pause, um, which is fun. The diner rips, um, as most diners do. Um, we're, I mean, we've talked about diner. We played a lot of diners on this show, um, and doing looking at this the openers and then now the closers for the next couple episodes or two episodes after we finish these two, um, seeing where they place diner close to the start of a show. And then also when they put it post drums is really interesting. Yeah, it, 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 it's just, it's a, just a, uh, it's a cleanup, it's a cleanup. Center, right? I mean, it's, you know, it's, you got it's it funny. right in there after you get guys on base or right in, you know, when you clean it up. Um, it's like ten twenty nine ninety six. you know, where it's like stuck in the middle of a set and it's, just fantastic and then you get it on um you know post drums and they especially in later on they you know 99 2000 2001 there's some great post drum diners um but it's just sort of like this thing like wow i thought the show was winding down and now they're gonna play diner so um but the warfield show is great the surprise the Cox show from San Diego is really good. The Surprise Valley is strong. Coloxin in about nine minutes. The jam into Hatfield is really good. The Hatfield is great. Obviously, they're going to play Hatfield in San Diego. It is, of course, is an interesting JB rap, and the Traveling Light is is fine by me. I guess part of me picked this because I know that you're bored by two of these three songs um, that I am not bored by, but I will give you the platform, Harvey Couch, to tell the people of the bluest tape, why you don't like surprise Valley. <laughs> I don't dislike it. Um, you just told me you, you said, uh, snooze snooze. I, I, it's just, uh, and, and, and honestly, as you were talking about, it's all, you know, it's every time played. I think I like it better as a second set opener. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I have a heart. And again, if you look at the picks that I've made and I will make next week, um, I'm really more of a succinct, let's get, let's get things going. Let's get everybody moving. And then let's, you know, then let's get weird. Um, as opposed to, you know, Oh, let's do, you know, long 
intro and like you know stretch it out and get kind of spacey and yeah it's just not really it's just not really my vibe for an opener i'm sorry so you like so you're you're a big fan of like 73 dead shows where they play their hits kind of in the first set and then close with playing and then get weird in the second set as opposed to like 69 dead which starts off with like 30 minute dark stars yeah totally that's nailed it that's it there you go and although Um, i mean i'm not i'm not opposed to like you know i mean i'm not going to turn down a you know a diner opener or a you know a chili water opener sort of from the shock value of it but like as for like a traditional opener just surprise value just doesn't do it for me i would rather i would rather get it like mid second set or you know post drums or something i feel like is a better spot is there a song that they could play as an opener that you would go to the bathroom during um yeah sure during an really as an opener um yeah well i will i mean i'll say this what was let me see if i can find the show it was um 10 so granted this is you know george era uh at rupp arena the Aunt Avis Bears Gone Fish and Dine Man opener. <laughs> I, mean, I literally, I was like, as they played, it went from one to the next to the next. I was like, literally, they're just like, that is literally, they're just flipping me off from the stage. They're like, <laughs> how many of the songs that, that Harvey hates can, can we do in one set? And This, uh, is, a, this is a terrible set list from 1020.3. It's good. It's, yeah, it's, it's awful. pretty awful. Yeah. It's pretty awful. We were like, yeah, you got a proving ground. Oh, but there's a Daisy May in there. <laughs> right. And, um, and then you got a let's get down to business in the second set. Oh, but then you get nebulous. Oh, and then I, uh, speaking of Georgia panic. Um, well, and what stinks is like the next night in Richmond, Virginia is like really good, you know? And uh, that's, I think that was just sort of how things were in that era, you know? Um, and they were saving up because it was going, it was getting near Halloween too, I think. So. We uh, there's a Ziploc bag of burned CDs in my wife's car that has been in there since we got that. So in like 2009, 10, whenever it was, and it's all it's either Black Crows shows, mix CDs that I've made, and then just like random burned stuff. And the mix CDs, we were in the car the other day, and I just pulled one out, and it was called Super Rock and Fun Time Hits. And it's so funny because it was like definitely from an era and on the CD was uh, thin air smells like Mississippi. Oh yeah. That's super rock and fun time hit. I know it was really funny though. It was sort of like I put a bunch of, you know, Brit, uh, British invasion, like rock and roll, like kinks and creation and, and stuff on the front end. And then, faces and the hollies and stuff on the back end and then in the middle is like widespread panic black crows government mule and then stuff. it was really funny so anyway i mean am i am i a terrible person to say that i would i would prefer a thin air opener to surprise valley what? No, no 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 i wouldn't i was just saying if i was a person that would say that would that be crazy <laughs> clearly the answer is yes um <laughs> But just so anyway, the uh, so surprise was not in my top ten at all. So uh, wow. I had to write that not one in. Not even on the big board. No. That's, 
It's just yeah, I, I, I just don't like it as I just don't like it as an opener. I mean, I you know I I wouldn't go I, PE, but I just it's just not my thing. I agree that it's better as a second set opener than a than a show opener. I will give you that, but it's it's, it's for you just for you just to uh, write it off as a snoozer. I think is is ill informed, Harvey. It's ill informed. Okay, well, I mean, you know, it's fine. It's not the first time that I've been right and you've been wrong. Um, so just uh just to finish up with some stats on the songs that that you picked uh a of d is the sixth most common opener of all time for the band 57 show openers um out of 266 all-time plays so 21 and a half percent uh of the times it was played it was played as an opener which i think is the it's about the sixth highest rate uh, and nev- never a closer, but 57 times an opener. Um, and uh, what was your other pick? Surprise Valley. Uh, 29 openers out of 337 all-time plays. So 8.6% as an opener. Huh. So, What is the most common opener? Uh, the most all-time played yeah we'll get we'll get to some of those in in next week's episode don't want to give anything away jeff okay well, it looks like the most times played we did not pick uh, two, two. number wise because they were not uh oh wait sorry that's wrong yeah that's wrong yep you're wrong that's fine wouldn't, live fact wouldn't be the first time yep um Okay, so just to sort of recap what we did, 6 through 10, uh, number 6, Jeff picked Surprise Valley. Number 7, Jeff picked A of D. At 8, I had Let's Get Down to Business. 9, Stone Me. And Jeff finished things off with Papa Legba at number 10. So so there you have it. Second half of the top 10 widespread panic traditional openers. So, um, All right. Appreciate right, everybody well, coming along, coming along on the ride with us on that one. Oh, one thing I should fail to me- I failed to mention for my pick on ten six ninety nine. Not only does it have a surprise valley opener, but it also has the flip the bird encore, the ultimate flip the bird encore. Harvey, nobody's lost. Just a single song, nobody's lost. Single song, nobody's. I'm lost. surprised that didn't make the cut. Was it on the list? It had to have been on the list for flip the yeah, bird but- encores. Yeah. But why would we want to subject the people to just a, a flip the bird nobody's lost on for? Well, I mean, that was what the whole episode was last, <laughs> last week. I know, but we still picked good ones, though, yeah, I feel like. Fair. Yeah. Uh, all, right. all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we will be back next week with part two. And we'll take it out with Papa Legba by the Talking Heads. Osiris. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at osirispod.com.